Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 161. Thank you for all the support and love over the years. It is an honor and a privilege to share the good news, share those stories of servant leadership and those folks that are out there in the community and in the marketplace that are making a difference. We have two great servant leaders in studio with us. We have the founders of Nature Unplugged, Sebastian Sloven and Sonia Mohammed. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for so, having us. You're welcome. And I'm just, I'm, I want to jump right in. I'm excited because I think this is a topic that, you know, we're starting to talk about a little bit, but I haven't seen anybody really doing anything about it. Now, that's not to say like an individual parent's not monitoring their children, things like that. And there's probably more that I'm aware, but it's new. It's technology driven. Like I didn't grow up with this kind of stuff. It's since I've been an adult, we've had this level of technology and digital era. Um, give us kind of the you know, the, the mission and the vision behind Nature Unplugged. Sure, so our mission at Nature Unplugged is cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Mm. So I think just as you were saying, you know, we didn't grow up with the exposure to tech that young people are growing up with today. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, there's people out there researching it, but it's relatively new. You know, what are the, what are the impacts of this amount of screen time and tech on, on people in general, and it's particularly young people. And so we are interested in, you know, what can we do? What are some practical tips and tools that we can uh, deliver and, and share with others to help, I think, create healthier individuals and community? Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it really did um, start for us as we were in our program at USD in, leader, in Leadership Studies and Master of Arts, and we had to decide on what we wanted to do like a large project on and this was near and dear to our hearts and so we started to work and really envision Nature Unplugged and again it does stem from a personal journey of our own and then also noticing um, that we're the last generation of people who really straddled this particular technology mm. advancement of not really having so many smart devices um, when we were young and now having them now in our older age. Um, you know, we, we know what it was like to not have it and to have it, and we're sort of straddling that and, and probably the last generation for a while. Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, I'm right there with you, mm -hmm. you know. But you shared, you know, this stemmed from kind of your personal journeys, mm -hmm. you know. Sebastian, what, what's your background? Where, where are you from, and how did you kind of get down this path? Sure, yeah. I'm born and raised in San Diego. Native man, native, like it. Native, yeah. I grew up in North County, the coastal area. Yeah. Um, and... And I'll just share a little, I won't get way into this, but I lost my father when I was young. Uh, he died by suicide when I was six years old. And um, part of my coping mechanism, I think, in learning how to survive after that, uh, one of my outlets was getting into the water and into the ocean. Hmm. And I think without having that, I don't, I probably, I certainly wouldn't be here today. Hmm. I don't know, you know, I may not be here at all. Sure. Um, so it's, it was something that as I grew up and got older, it was, you know, I, I got really into bodyboarding, same as boogie boarding. I was a professional bodyboarder for a while. Wow. Super impressed. <laughs> Your stock just went through the roof in my book. <laughs> Thanks. So I did a lot of that. And, um, but that, that early connection with nature that really helped me through a difficult time yeah. stayed with me. I ended up being driven by that to study environmental policy in undergrad mm. at San Diego State and then eventually going on to do my master's in leadership studies and, and connecting with Sonia about Nature Unplugged. Got it, got it. Sonia, how about you? What was your journey like? Sure, so I grew up actually in a suburb out, 
suburb outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, yeah. right next to a really huge national park, Valley Forge National Park. Um, and so I spent a lot of my young life exploring that park um, and just being outside a whole bunch. And it wasn't really until I entered into my career, um, which is in higher education student affairs, um, that I realized that I had like moved totally out of balance and was spending almost all my time inside in front of a screen um, and at home as well and really looked back onto my childhood and wondered you know what was I doing then where was that source of happiness coming from or that balance coming from and a lot of it had to do with the, the time in nature and that that's a huge foundational piece for me but also just working in a corporate environment and looking around and noticing how much time we're spending inside and with mm -hmm. technology um, and, and we're missing all of the really beautiful benefits and restorative benefits of nature yeah you mentioned you know kind of being in that generation that, that straddles us you know mm -hmm. um, I think we're all in a similar age bracket give or take you know 10 years but growing up you know the internet didn't come along until I was in high school mm -hmm. and we were outside. You know, the rule was come home when the streetlights come on. Mm -hmm. You know, be yeah. home for dinner. Outside of that, get your butt outside and go play in the woods. Go play sports. Go horse around. Go do those things. Have those creative outlets. Mm -hmm. You know, and then as you get a new adult, okay, the internet becomes prevalent. Now we have a phone in our pocket. And then that phone essentially becomes a device where you can access anything in the planet within seconds mm -hmm. that now most of the developed world has on their person at all times. In a short period of time, we went from one extreme to the other. We can speak on that a little bit. Yeah, I think we, you know, touched on this a little bit in the intro, but you know, we're not about fully detaching from technology, or sure. you know, yeah. So, so it's about finding a balance, and I think, you know, it's it's so interesting. We, I, you know, we work with young people a lot, mm -hmm. children and and young adults, and it's wild to see how difficult or how. how engaging technology is and mm -hmm. how nature it's it's not, i mean by comparison isn't as exciting as a really high intensity video game to a lot of, to a lot of people who haven't had sure. that exposure may not be yeah and so it's it's a challenging thing because tech is certainly going to keep on doing its thing getting more realistic and exciting um and we know that there are these these downsides to it right people young people are becoming more sedentary more isolated there's all sorts of psychological issues that are coming about by this. Uh, and people are not moving around as much, becoming more obese, et cetera. So something needs to change. And so there needs to be balance, you know. I agree. Yeah, one of the things that always sticks out to me is that with the loss of um, free time and boredom, there's not really the same curiosity. There's not, you know, we're, we're constantly going to our phones to fill our extra time. Um, you know, it's like if I have five minutes, I'm going to go look on social media and see, you know, what's going on versus, oh, it would be nice to just maybe be bored, think about something, go outside. Um, so that's one of the things that stands out to me. And then you lose a lot of the, you feel more connected, but you lose a lot of the actual real meaningful connection with people. And so you're not developing socially in quite the same way or emotionally. You're you're using technology to cope um, versus, um, you know, some more internal avenues to deal with things. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean so many things are changing and changing quickly, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I am very much a proponent of technology. It does wonderful things. It makes our lives easier and more efficient and effective and all of that. But it also, it, it, as much as we can connect really fast, it takes away from kind of that belly to belly, looking someone in the eye, mm -hmm relationship or that relationship with mother nature in the outdoors um, 
And I think we're just in the beginning of, of learning about this. What are the real impacts? Right. Yeah, I mean, this is something we talk about quite a bit. Um, and th this is, I think, just in the beginning of becoming more exposed. There's a man named Trist Tristan Harris, who was a former, I don't know if you've heard of him, former Google uh, developer. Okay. And he's coming on and speaking about basically the fact that a lot of our generation uh, would, and older generations would view technology as neutral. Uh, hmm. Meaning, it's a tool. You use it when you want to use it. You put it down when you don't want to use it, and it's you know like an old school telephone, right. uh, neutral device. Uh, what's what we're aware of now is that it's not quite that simple. There are a lot of very very smart people on the back end studying neuroscience, studying what you know young children, uh, how we're wired to engage and become essentially addicted to things. Mm -hmm. are, that's being wired into apps to apps and games and essentially like the interface of a lot of smartphones. So it's it's not as simple as just being having willpower and being like, okay, I'm gonna put this device down now. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I think, you know, we started to share this off air. You know, my wife and I, we have a 15-month-old son at home. Now, he's 15 months old, you know, he doesn't get to play on an iPad or a phone or anything like that, but like if we're sitting in the living room or we're at home and he sees our phone, he'll go right to it. Mm -hmm. And it's like in an instant, you see his brain pattern change. And I'm like, man. And that's, you know, before you even get to a game or something where there is a strategy behind the programming to get someone that, I need this, I need this. Wild. Yeah, and so a lot of the work we end up doing is, is how can we have a conscious relationship with the, with the technology in our Conscious relationship with yeah. the technology in our lives. I yeah. like that. Yeah, and where does it serve us and where doesn't it? And then, yes. I mean, as individuals, but then also as parents, like how do we create boundaries around technology so that we can achieve what we want to achieve, you know, stay aligned with our goals and our purpose and, and not just fall down a vortex of tech, you know, articles or social media. Yeah, I mean, and, and another thing that I'll speak to, you know, I was... Uh, I was in the East Coast for Thanksgiving visit, visiting family, you know, and, and my brother has three kids and the oldest one's 14. And how they socialize is different than how we socialized 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. You know, he was hanging out on Instagram live with, it was like three or four other boys his age, all in their own homes, listening to music and playing video games, but that's how they were socializing. Mm -hmm. It was a head scratcher to me. I, they, they all seem to be having fun, but old man Uncle James is like, this is kind of weird. Right, and, and I think we're seeing that all over the place in, in this, this younger generation. And I, I often wonder, and this is a big part of what motivates us, is how is this gonna impact the next generation of leaders? When, sure. I mean, certainly they need the skills to operate the apps and the tech, uh, and there's gonna be the need to be face-to-face -face with someone and yeah. listen and- Negotiate, negotiate. And judge and communicate. Right, and I think this is a piece that comes up for me a lot, and I, I'm certainly guilty of this, is that tech can be such an easy escape for, an, mm -hmm. for discomfort in a social situation. Sure. At a party or a gathering, and, and I'm not clicking with anyone, instead of, of stepping out of my comfort zone and trying to engage, you know, it can be easier to you know, step away and scroll social media, or right. you know, you're in line at the grocery store, and instead of engaging with you know, a, a fellow person, uh, let's just check my email real quick. Like, this is, I think, these patterns that are so easy to, uh, to create. And I want to talk, you know, start to talk about, you know, I love that you're saying consciousness, mm -hmm. like being conscious of our relationship with technology and our screen time. 
what do you guys see that's healthy? You know, what are you starting to, you know, you're studying this, what are you seeing that is recommended? What are you suggesting? Yeah, I think one of the one of the things in, in research right now that they're that they're saying is that um, clearly technology is one of the most effective ways to disseminate information, to share information, sure. and so that's a great use of it. And, and usually nobody will argue with you on that. Right. Um, it's all the other things that we need to be examining critically, um, and so it comes back to sort of an individual person, and, and that's what we try to engage with is like what works for you and what's healthy for you, and and what are you trying to achieve and and if you're not doing that, like what might be getting in the way? And a lot of times that may be technologically based. Um, so, you know, boundaries, again, is, is one of the things we tend to talk about a lot. And then to be able to do that, you need to elevate, you know, your consciousness. And so we advocate often for a mindfulness practice or cultivating a mindfulness practice in, in your life as well. Um, and what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I'll let Sebastian speak to that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I think it can look different for everyone, but I think mm -hmm. it's it's whether that, that can be just getting outside, going for a walk, exercise. Um, some, for some people it's more of a formal meditation practice or a yoga practice or maybe it's prayer or something like that. Yeah. But I think anything to cultivate that, I think what we're developing there is the muscle memory to bring our attention back when yeah. we're sort of not present, right? So and I think about this a lot. I'm going to check my phone for a specific task you know I want to check this email and get some and then all of a sudden it's been 15 minutes and I'm on Instagram or Facebook and I'm right. like what am I what am I doing where did I go and so I think the foundation for that uh, for, for for shortening that span is some sort of mindfulness practice I, I love it I actually I just started journaling myself a little over a year ago and I have a morning practice you know where you know I, I read through a Bible plan and then I go through my gratitude and and, and I have a time period that starts my day mindfully, thoughtfully, and in a state of gratitude. And what's also right there is the phone that I could easily grab and you know, get caught up in social media, check things that don't matter, go down this rabbit trail, versus consciously putting in place practices to get my mind going the way I want it to go to start the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, another thing that I think resonates with most people is the um, like the phone in the bedroom, and that's something that yeah. we've changed. We went to an old school alarm clock and got our phones out of our bedroom and charged nice. it in another room because it's so easy when you wake up to just the first yep. thing you do, your alarm goes off, you pick up your phone, you look at it, and you see all of the notifications, etc. And so, just removing it when you can um, is is a powerful tool as yeah. well, a very tangible one. I can proudly say we don't have a television in the bedroom, which yeah. I know for some is right. kind of wild, and we're just my wife and I made that agreement. We never will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have a TV in the bedroom. Can I, I just want to add one thing too, just to, to this is that you know, something we work with folks on is yeah. creating like bookends for the day, right? Not having, not checking tech until a certain time in the morning. Mm -hmm. Having whether that's you know twenty minutes or half an hour, whatever that window is for you, and then the same for bedtime routine. Having yeah. that space for whatever it is, journaling, stretching. Yeah. No, I like that. I and I personally need to work on that at the end of the day. Sometimes at the end of the day, that can be, yeah, I'm going to bed, and I just, you know, look at stuff, catch up on stuff. Where it's like, I'm trying to get the brain to slow down, mm -hmm. not react and respond. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, what do people need to know? Like, you know, how can they engage with you guys? You know, what do some of these trainings and things look like? Sure. So, uh, we have a you know website called natureunplugged.com. Uh, we just started a podcast, which we are excited to. Thank you very much. So we'll definitely be sharing that on the Rise Up Network. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so nice. so sharing some of our tips and tools, and that's looking at practical practical ways to to help with this stuff. 
We also do workshops. You know, it can be a couple hour workshops where we're engaging groups. Are these live workshops? Live mm -hmm. workshops, okay. yeah. Wow. In, in person workshops, yeah. yeah. Mostly we work in you know, the educational community and um, engaging with its teachers or higher education professionals. Um, and we also do retreats, so the occasional wow. getting, getting off the grid outside and, and doing retreats. Anything to add, Sonia? Yeah. What would, you know, uh, people listening to this, Sonia, mm -hmm. you know, parting words that you'd want people to take away having listened to this segment with you guys? I, th I think what I would love people to take away is really trying to find a, a place of balance, like mm -hmm. understanding that it's going to look different for everybody, but we all have areas for improvement when it comes to our use of technology and the amount of time we spend in nature and, and really working towards a healthy relationship with both and finding a balance that works for you. Thank you. Well, folks, you heard it. It's time to start being conscious about our technology, about our usage and our relationship and start to put healthy boundaries in place and make sure that, you know, you are not connected when you don't need to be connected. You have these healthy measures and things in place. And I'm just, you know, grateful that Nature Unplugged exists. I think this is super important. You know, Sebastian, Sonia, it's been a pleasure having you on. Welcome to the Rise Up Network. Folks, take this time after listening to this and do an honest assessment of yourself. How much screen time do you have every day? What about your family and your loved ones? Can you shorten it a little bit? Can you make some changes? Are you just wasting time? Where can you be efficient? And start with that for yourself and then share this conversation with one other person and go from there. This is James Carmody with the Rise Up Network. Get out there and rise up. <laughs>